Recorded on March thick. <laughs> Leave that in. It's it's Monday. March thick. Ugh. <laughs> Merry thickness. Recorded on March sixth, twenty twenty two. Acting like a real Mitch. Welcome to the Push Ad Podcast, the podcast that's all about pushing the political conversation ahead, not pushing back. Hi, I'm Jamie. I'm Shelby. And I'm Pamela. And we're here to talk about a couple of elephants in the room because everything's happening all the time now that the government's getting back in session. And we're talking about the government getting Everything back in session. Everything and nothing. That Oscar winning movie probably called Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yeah. And here it's Everything and nothing anywhere. Yeah. Because they can't actually do anything that help anyway. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. But first, we need to address the elephants in the room. And the big one was this week. Yeah. So CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference. What does CPAC stand for? It's Conservative just... Political Action See Committee. the crap. Oh, no, that's not it. So... It used to be the premier conference where all of the conservatives would gather and jerk each other off in public and eventually come together, sing Kumbaya, and then go be evil yes. and bring their evil into the world. But now it's Trump land. Did you hear that Haley, Nikki Haley, was chased into an elevator by an angry not. crowd I did not. because her speech had a couple of veiled pot shots at Trump? So I heard you're, it's pretty bad when CPEC isn't far right enough for you. And we really should probably, people listening to this, consider what is happening in the universe that's think, that creates that, that births that kind of thought. Like CPEC is no longer conservative enough for you. I thought it was a machine you used when you couldn't sleep. Yeah. <laughs> CPAP. Yeah. So I did not hear that she was chased into an elevator. And but then the- they also had a rat that was dressed like Ron in the lobby. I, I, or not I, Ron, Trump. In the lobby. There was, I mean, there's lots of tributes to Trump. What was it? A couple years ago, there was the big golden idol. Yes, but not actually in the building. This one was in the building. Yeah, I know. Trump cosplayers get lots of play there. What do they wear when you're a Trump cosplayer? Do you find like an ugly mullet wet wig and put it on upside down? I, this is way more thought than I was prepared. To <laughs> At least it wasn't in Florida this year, which is also like, cray, like that Florida. I don't even understand what's happening in the world. I wonder if that was deliberate because of uh, how neutral they were towards DeSantis. Trump was calling out pot shots and no one was really going Rod DeSantis. Very right. Far fascist. <laughs> I guess he didn't get enough praise last year, CPAC. Yeah. Which was oh. in Orlando. He did not attend CPAC either. Nope. So speaking of <laughs> Trump in Florida, it was really hard to apparently send someone in to get those documents. Apparently, it is very common for the FBI and the prosecutor to argue about how to execute a warrant. Nine times out of ten, the FBI wants to go in there guns blazing and the prosecutor has to hold them back. In this case, the prosecutor actually had to push the FBI agents because they really didn't want to serve Trump. Like, there, Trump has a lot of fans in the FBI. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, that was, that was... They also liked J. Edgar Hoover at one time. Yeah. yeah. Hence why their building is still named Hoover. Hoover, because it sucks. Yes. <laughs> so it was just thing that they managed to execute the warrant 
in spite of the FBI. So Trump's bullying, Trump's support base, a lot of support there. And that was the big news story last week where essentially if it felt like they were slow rolling it, it, it's because they did. Um, Which is pay attention, (laughs) y'all. Yeah, it's good. Things are still moving. I am also going to drop something into the outline now about Trump's legal troubles that the grand jury that could drop indictments for Trump is in prime time this week in terms of the way that Georgia grand juries are convened and the way that they're run. We should start to see indictments coming real soon. I'm going to just, if I just had don't a nickel, do it on April 1st. If I had a nickel for every time. I know. April 1st is on a Saturday, so it's less likely this year. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And isn't every day April Fool's Day when it involves these fools? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Pretty much. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking for that. I'm waiting. What I'm not waiting for is DeSantis's book. He wrote a book. And he essentially wrote this whole story trying to show himself as this aw gee shucks kind of guy, except that every single story in there was him showing how it was like him versus the world. It's like I am. Yeah, I was persecuted the whole time at Yale at Yale. I had a <laughs> and as know, a jag. Yeah. So while he was at Yale, he had a job as an electrician's assistant. And the big moral of the story was about, oh, I had to get OSHA approved footwear. Yeah. That. Are those the boots that he was wearing at the hurricane? The same one? <laughs> no, those were wife approved. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they certainly weren't fashion approved. RuPaul would not have approved of those boots. Oh, no. no. But no. the significance here is when you're about to announce presidency and you're a serious candidate, you, you write a book. book. Now, I loved our new state chair. I posted on Twitter. That didn't take long because two days after he released it. It was on clearance. <laughs> so the scam, the scam here is he has millions of dollars in his coffers and no way to just withdraw it and then give himself a paycheck for this. So what he does is he has a royalty agreement with the publisher. He gets a cut of every book sold. So his campaign buys a whole box of them, a whole bunch, a whole warehouse of the books, and they give them out as campaign gifts and he gets his pockets lined. Yep. So it's a tra- it's a way of transfer. Doesn't matter what the price is on the book, right? Yeah. So it's- these guys have never met a grift they don't like. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the these political book grifts, I just want to put that out there. This is a way of transferring money directly from the campaign fund from campaign donors to his pocket. Yeah. But it also was nice to note that there's some pro-Trump people that are going around protesting at these. Oh yeah. And then if you even if you ask the room, I think one of the major news networks asked the room. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So it was Fox and Friends. They had DeSantis on there to have him talk up his book. And so they had the interview segment where he called in and he talked up a couple stories. He tried to appear like a charming, non-evil human being. And I really don't know which one of those things he's not. Is it human? I that's pretty much because <laughs> He's, He's not robotic. Anyway, go on. Yeah. So t- in order to cap off the segment, they had a, a reporter on the streets going into a diner in Trump land or in Florida and going, <laughs> hey, we're we have we're trying to drum up support for DeSantis because Fox News is weaning itself off of Trump and trying to position DeSantis as the re- next guy. And on the so mic- they can lie about what they know about his work. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. So they're looking for, to lie for this guy. And the they stuck a microphone in people's faces. Who are you voting for? Trump or DeSantis? Or it's like, are you voting for DeSantis? No, Trump. Trump went around the room, every single Trump. And then they found a woman in a, De- in a DeSantis shirt. And she was like, I don't know. DeSantis <laughs> or Trump? <laughs> Either one. Yeah, I don't think he realizes how loyal they are to 
the Papa MAGA. Honestly, we were appalled at so many things Trump related, but as gross as he was in so many ways and violating civil rights by having our Americans shot rubber bullets on, he pales in comparison to the authoritarianism coming out of Tallahassee. And I think Mm -hmm. even Republicans, except for the ones that are wielding the power, don't love it. When John Oliver does an entire show about you, now he's only done this for like Putin and G. Who's G? Pooh Bear. Pooh Bear. Yes. So he's only done these for the wannabe autocrats to show just how... Not wannabe. He's an autocrat. Oh, he is. In Florida, thanks to supermajority, which I can't... He's one stolen election away from being a full autocrat. Uh, Yeah. But we'll get into that a little. And he went on tour. Where did he go on tour? Everywhere. Although it's not just Florida. Abbott has a 10K bounty out on women... DeWine is waging chemical warfare via trains against his people. South Carolina just arrested someone for taking the abortion pill. Yeah. So Republican governors are all desperately trying to out-evil each other. It's That's the real death squad right there. And then we have the good news of the week, which is good for consumers, but it's not really any happy, fluffy, hey, a corporation actually did something. Out hey, it doesn't matter. It actually shows that government does its job right. Yeah. Right. Eli Lilly has dropped the price of insulin down to $35 from the previous rate of you pay or die. Right. Of whatever it would decide to be. Yeah. Sometimes 170, sometimes more. This really shows the effective soft power of the presidency pushing out to pharmaceuticals. Hey, you need to stop the price gouging. This is a show of California saying we're going to make our own insulin and we're going to sell it for cheaper. It's also the success of the Inflation Reduction Act, because in that was Medicare was going to not pay more than $35 yeah. for vials of insulin. So Eli Lilly, oh, Okay, I guess we could charge everybody the same price. So congratulations, President Biden, for a win for all Americans. We got one win and now, all right, now do EpiPens. But this was also, I think... I'll do all drugs, seriously. Do you think that this was also a a silver lining that came out of Elon Musk buying Twitter? So you remember back when they had that blue checkmark fiasco where you could buy a blue checkmark and then change your name to anything? Some person changed their name to Eli Lilly. And they're handled to something that was very close. And they said, insulin's now free. And then their stock had a billion dollar drop. Like they lost a lot I of real I read value. about this. Yep. Yeah. And then the way that they fixed it was by saying insulin's not free. And then their stock dropped even more because of the public outrage. Why not? Why isn't it this? Yes, yeah, since and- it was patented. Yeah. They did not patent the it. The person who patented it sold it and gave it away for a dollar. So that way this exact situation wouldn't happen. Wow. Yeah. Good. Good. Yay. Yeah. Yay for a win. This Joe. is a victory for the soft power. This is not a win for Eli Lilly. I think that this was them reading the writing on the wall and trying to not lose any more face in this whole situation. Good for them. Some people still don't get the message. So at least they did. And good for Americans that they did. Yeah, there are still two other major insulin manufacturers that I haven't heard if they're following suit or not. I think they will have to or they just won't have any business. Yeah. Eli Lilly's the biggest, right? Yeah, they're. Yeah. Oh, yep. And court news. The Supreme Court last week heard arguments about the student loan forgiveness for two days last week. And the oral arguments were split into two main days. They were split into two main arguments or charges because the background is that the GOP found two people who had their feelings hurt and said, 
I have standing to sue to make sure that this doesn't happen, that because I'm not getting as much of my student loans forgiven as the next guy, I have financial damage and nobody can have their loans forgiven. Right. Yeah. So they're trying to throw a wrench into this. And the arguments on day one were actually pretty interesting because even the conservative judges were having a really hard time justifying that these people even had standing to bring this court case. And so it could. How did they end up finding standing? They did it. So the oral arguments are not 100 percent indicative of the way that they're going to rule. But they had a really hard time saying that you were actually injured in this lawsuit, that you got some money, but because the person next to you got more, you actually had a financial loss. And as someone explained to me yesterday, the Federal Society doesn't care about student loans as much. So, yeah. We're seeing a little bit of a pull from Clarence Thomas and Barrett. Gorsuch and Barrett were actually okay with that. So they're more okay with letting this stand than they were with letting Roe v. Wade stand. But the second day was actually more interesting because that actually ended up... It it had clause or the case that they were bringing and the arguments were looking like it was going to get student loans just eradicated. And the case was, or, and what they were arguing the second day was that essentially Joe Biden didn't have the ability to do this because something this big needed to be granted right. by Congress. I knew that was the big argument. Yeah. And so, yeah, they have standing. And so the Supreme Court could, they could, they could accept that the people who brought the case didn't have standing to bring the case. But in their judgment, dismissing the first clause, they could have the second clause. But a Biden lawyer... And it was clear that that he didn't roll this out on day one. They spent all this time thinking about how this would play out in court. And one of their lawyers showed up and she had done her homework and she argued that this absolutely applied. This was he was executing powers granted to him by like a 2003 or 2006 act that said during the war on terror, the president should be able to make sure that people aren't being kicked out of their houses in financial distress. And then essentially it was never repealed. So he was acting under that authority. And so it was all above board. So they were also receptive to those arguments. So we'll see how they rule. Got it. Clarence Thomas still had student loans when he got on the bench. The only reason that Barack Obama didn't have student loans when he won the presidency was because of his book. Yes. He wrote his book. First book was Audacity of Hope, and he wrote that. No, that was the second. It's Dreams, Dreams of My, my Father, Father was the from first. My Father, so that was, and yeah. it was just to get out of loan debt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see. That Everyone was expecting the Supreme Court to act swiftly and just nod their heads whenever the plaintiffs were talking and shake their heads disapprovingly whenever Biden administration's lawyers were talking. So I honestly think we... The Supreme Court has not surprised me in some of the things that they've done, but I honestly think that they weren't ruling from a political place. I think they truly believed that what they were doing was constitutional when they ruled against Roe. Most of them. Clarence Thomas is another story. Hmm. I don't like Amy Barrett, and I wouldn't vote for her, and I wouldn't vote for anybody that supported her. But I really truly believe that she thinks that she's representing the Constitution when she votes the way she does. So I'm not surprised that they're considering this. I think it's adorable that you think she thinks at all. No, I'm sorry. I look at her. I look. I don't at know. Kavanaugh. I don't have a lot of green. Their internal monologue sounds like someone microwaving a potato. 
Okay. <laughs> but I just, I do, it's like even here, there are, uh, there's one state representative who I would never vote for. He's entirely too conservative for me, but it truly is his ideology, not his politics. His politics were created from his ideology, not the other way around. So many people, if you took away their political, Randy Fine loved masks until a year later when it was not cool. He, his wife told Jennifer Jenkins volunteer, we're voting for you because of your stance on masks. And a year later, it wasn't cool anymore. And masks are bad. So the, I truly believe I'm not surprised that they're considering this. Now we'll have to see how it ends up. Yeah. Yeah. So we're all just hanging, waiting to see what happens. So glad we got rid of those elephants. And now for, do we have two topics today or just the one? Oh, this is so huge. It's just going to be the one. Yeah. I guess we're talking state government. So we're recording on a Monday and tomorrow the Florida Senate comes. We will tie a little bit of this into what's happening from the party standpoint on a state level. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So state government kicks off tomorrow, or we publish on Friday, so this past Tuesday. So you're listening to this, and you're probably hearing about how they passed four terrible, horrible bills. (laughs) Four, at least four more, what's the word I'm thinking? Preemptive bills. How many special sessions have we had this year before? I think only three. Yeah. But they never did anything they were called for. Yeah. Although I'm going to preface all of this. So when was the last time that the Florida government actually passed a bill that helped Florida people? So here's the difference. There's amendments that do get passed regularly because those are citizen led and they do help Floridians. For example, in 2001. Floridians overwhelmingly approved limit to class sizes in our public schools and identified the 896 core classes that would have to, and they required the legislature to fund it. In 2011, the legislature said, oh, we haven't done that yet. So we're just going to rewrite the whole thing. And my father, my daughter's father-in-law was one that brought this to my attention because he's always complaining about it's in our constitution. Why, why he taught AP calculus with 30 kids in his class. And I said, because you keep voting for the people that wrote a law Making your amendment null and void. Null and There's void. lots of stuff in our constitution that is not enforced. This is like literally they wrote a law making that amendment null. They took it from 800 something core classes to 300 something core classes. AP doesn't count as a core class anymore. Yeah. So you can have an AP class right. with 40 students. But so my question. Anyway, that has nothing to do with this. Last time they passed them. Like, so my question about when was the last time passed. that the Senate actually. Oh, the captain's link. Oh, nope. That was federal. And that was Joe Biden. Yeah. Yeah. They they made my insurance premiums. Oh, go no. up. Oh, I know. You got one? I got one. They let you do drive through liquor. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, that was the only that's the one thing that I can credit DeSantis. That's the only if it's really? that was the, when I was in college, we had drive through like that. We don't have that now. It no. was in COVID when they were shutting down. Oh, they went back to it during COVID. So yeah. and they kept it. So that's kept the it. only so good thing. The last positive thing that they did not insurance bills. Not well, let's talk about schools, that. They really didn't not... do it to be a positive. What they really the reason they did that was because now they can arrest you for drinking while you're driving because. It's not illegal to get the liquor. It is illegal to drive it, to drink it while you're driving. They can arrest you and fund the full-profit prisons. Let's be real. Sorry, I don't want to pop your bubble, but he says that doesn't help. So pop your bubble. Anyway, anyway, they are. We are about to list a whole bunch of potential laws that are all very hateful. They don't make anyone's lives actually any better. 
and they don't help. And there's a lot of things that Floridians need help with. Costs, relief from housing insurance, yeah. house insurers are leaving the state one after another. And instead of that, you can almost always follow the money. For example, like your book, Grift, it's the graph that you talked about, Graft. It's the same thing as when Ron DeSantis unfunds public schools. It's to drive people to private schools, school. not just private. Charter. Not to, and not all charter, but or to Hillsdale profit. College. Yeah. I mean, or- finish the thought. Because Hillsdale College is that classical education. It's okay. Is that cla- they call themselves classical education, which is what, if you listen, you keep hearing the Florida legislatures and Ron DeSantis refer to classical education. That's Hillsdale College, who are big donors. So it's all just a cycle of it's Rift. always money. Yes. So not only are they not helping Floridians, they're hurting Floridians in order to benefit themselves. So yeah. go. Although this is a new one. Instead of hurting Floridians directly, we expect them to allow Floridians to hurt Floridians by allowing them to carry concealed permits or concealed concealed weapons without a permit. They're actually also now they've been pressed to amend that to say open carry. So it's not concealed. Can you imagine going to a school board meeting and seeing Janice Crisp with a gun on her hip? Oh, God, no. I don't. Just seeing Janice Crisp would ruin my day. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little step further than concealed weapons without a permit. It's so th- I was listening to a John Stewart piece on this, and he was talking to state senator in Oklahoma about the relaxed gun bills. And the senator kept saying, it's the Second Amendment, unfettered, blah, blah, blah. And the, what he, John didn't get to, which I was like, get there. So I'm going to do it for him. So John Stewart, I know you're listening. That when they talk about requiring more for you to vote than for you to carry a gun. And that if they required that for carrying a gun, that would be hindering your ability to carry a gun. Why aren't they admitting that what they're doing with voting is hindering your ability to vote? They keep saying it's just logical, no big deal, but it wouldn't be logical if it applied to guns. So you are basically telling us, not even basically, you are out and out telling us that your goal is to make voting more difficult. It is to hinder an American citizen's ability to vote. Yeah. But on top of the guns, there's just so much more. Like I even found a new one today on my radio show. They were talking about how they're proposing court reform that's going to basically make 75% of the injury lawyers close up shop basically you know why? taking yeah injury lawyers are liberal yes exactly and morgan and morgan yes and also those lovely insurers who have all these big bucks to keep them to keep these laws getting funded and they're just going to pay Ron DeSantis back in his lovely presidential campaign so what did you hear what are they doing with this tort reform They are basically making it to where if you get into an accident, your insurance will only cover Medicare rate. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that won't fly. Right now it's about to because they have the votes and they're going to shove it through. They won't have the votes because... The lobbyists are way too big. I they could. Who knows? I don't know. I can't say anything. Do everything for the insurance industry. And it's also tacked on to home insurance. That's how they're getting it through. This, Got it. Yeah, this is the thing about these laws is, yeah, four years ago, we would have thought, yeah, none of this would have made its way through the Stop Woke Act. Who would have thought that or going to war with the AP? It's I honestly don't know what these morons up in Tallahassee are going to do next What's week. That? Well, I can tell you a couple. Some of them are on here. Yeah. Yeah. Like moving on to how they're going to block college state programs on diversity, equity and inclusion. I keep getting pushback from 
people who think they're fair-minded people who say that Democrats need to start having a culture war. I'm like, okay, I'd be happy to not have the culture war. Would you please stop throwing the culture bombs? But when you think about education, like I had this conversation with somebody on social media today and they said, parents just need to be involved. Are you going to penalize the child who lives in a house where the parents aren't involved? Are you going to punish them because their parents are, maybe the parents can't be involved. Maybe they're drug addicts. That's not the kid's fault, right? We are going to make our schools less valuable. Our educations will be less valuable. We're going to make our children graduate with less competitive degrees, less capable to attend colleges outside of Florida. And if they go to college in Florida, that's going to make them less competitive in the work market, except for defense contracting in Florida. And businesses, people are not thinking this all the way through. It's not just about me defending the rights of, I don't know, maybe black students to go to school, but it's about businesses that have more creative workforces and those workforces want to live where the where schools are valued and where the water is clean and oh, yeah. all of those things. And they're not going to come to Florida. Yeah. Lots yeah. of people love working for big tech companies, Microsoft. It used to be the prestige gigs, Microsoft, Apple, Facebook, Google, before the layoffs. A lot of people, I guess, still like working for them. But the thing was that they those offices in order to draw that talent would have to open up offices in key cities and hey they don't have a headquarters down here in florida yeah and they're not gonna and no other business like that's going to come to florida and businesses that are here i the only reason disney won't leave florida is because they own so much property and they have it's impossible to, to it's, for disney to leave it, it is way too much sunk cost at this point yeah. they're actually walking away from too much money and there's then, a difference between a mall yeah. and many theme parks, right? Yeah. They can't just take their roller coasters and leave. Yeah. It's to the point that in the 90s, had Disney World and Disneyland not been so popular, Disney either would have had to have declared bankruptcy or probably would have had right. to sell off. Like it was the only profitable arm but that since, got them through the 90s. So in Florida. Yeah. So without Disney, we wouldn't have Orlando. But, and so these businesses are going to come. Businesses are going to leave um, because they're going to not be able to attract work talented workforce oh, it's, it's to the point like disney can't attract animators to florida which is why no content is produced here no content of any sort so you in most movies you can't get movies produced in florida and that'd be a pr pretty simple thing for our government again, to offer some tax incentives to film a movie here very few movies are filmed in florida i know there's one currently in indy being filmed in in space coast that's a Big. That's part of what's changed in Orlando's face is that they've done so much with they've got the Marvel movies and they've got all those other things there. And it's really made a big difference. Orlando used to be a hub. You had all of Nickelodeon Studios recording right in your backyard. I filmed Divorce Court at Disney World. Yeah. No. So we did have that at one point. And then let me guess, Republican governors took those incentives at away. 20 years. And also California went very big Democrat. Yeah. The point that it they started to shift to Vancouver and Atlanta and California. Yeah. So this blocking of the state college programs back to the point with diversity, equity, inclusion, and critical race theory. It's not even about those issues. It's about what will happen long term to your students, even if they don't fit these requirements. It's going to affect every Floridian, and the it's always about money. Back to the whole thing about the can, Hillsdale College. Hillsdale College is the funds most of the for-profit charter schools in the country. They're behind Pineapple Cove, which is a big, everybody's, oh, Pineapple Cove. I know a lot of liberal people that have had their kids in Pineapple Cove until recently. They are big donors to the Republicans in Florida. So we want to make their life easier. So we're going to pass laws that will send people to their schools. 
And those schools are not required to take your kids. You have a special needs kid. They're not required to take your kid. And they don't have to fulfill the federal requirements. They don't have to fulfill requirements for teachers. They don't have to fill requirements for class size. They don't have to fill requirements for food. They don't have to fulfill any basic requirements while accepting federal tax dollars. However. Yeah. Although, again, the pro-life party, all life is sacred, allowing a death sentence without a unanimous jury. Yeah, that was that's devastating. That's devastating. There's a whole human reason why we have. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, it doesn't work. But people like looking like a strong man. They some people think that the world is a better place when you're allowed to kill people willy nilly, even though it's cheaper to keep them for life. That's a devastating. And it doesn't make sense because that's going to take a person out of their for profit prison. Yeah. I don't know. So we're also expecting some anti-journalism laws to begin. Did you guys see about the bloggers? Yeah. Yes. They're not going to require anybody. They might require us. Nope. Require bloggers. And if they figure us out, they figure out a way they will. Because I swear this is all about my friend at Space Coast Rocket. Probably. This is Randy Fine. Hates him. And he's, his stuff's always honest, always true. But it can make you have to register. You, it'll be harder for you to, you'd have to register to be a blogger in Florida but you don't have to register your gun. Secret. What? VPN. No, so here's the one thing, though. I did look into this, and it's only people who get paid for their blog posts. If you get paid to have a blog post, then they expect you to be listed on a registry. It's still ridiculous. Like, it's, we don't. The, the argument about having to register guns is you should be able to fight back against the government. But now you have to register as a reporter who talks about politics, and that's not going to create retaliation for yeah. the government. Well, Can you remind me which one's first in our Constitution? Yeah, Freedom yeah. of press or a Second Amendment? I think yeah. it's the first one. Even Second Amendment lovers out there, they recognize ballot box or what is it? Soapbox, ballot box, ammo box in that order. And it's it should be it's like that. Those are the tools you have to deal with a tyrannical government. So I had I did an interview on Saturday with a guy from Space Coast Daily. I know they have 600,000 people watching them. They're not all far, far crazies. And he's far right crazy. Yeah, he's far right. Nathan White. And and even he's this is terrible. Mm-hmm. And they're dressing it up by saying it's too. Oh, my God. He almost made sense with it. It's a campaign finance thing. And I said, so let's address campaign finance. Let's oh, it, because if you post to a paid blog, it's like you're giving money to a campaign right. and free coverage. Right. Which, by the way, they love when it suits their purposes. But yeah, of course, yeah, it's ooh, it's that's a scary thought. Yeah. You know where he got it from? Putin. That doesn't surprise me a bit. Putin just passed the same. Is sim- it Putin or is it Putin? I don't care. OK. It's a dictator. So. It uh, all around bad. We all know who it is. Yeah. Yeah. It won't affect yours truly because we do not accept money for our podcast. We do this out of the goodness of our hearts and therefore we don't have to. Having said that, if y'all want to like fund our next vacation, (laughs) we're kidding. Yeah. Yeah, Well, even, even if we did publish this for free and then we opened up a patreon we still wouldn't be subject to it because we aren't posting for pay we are pa- uh. patreon's model is set up that uh, you you pay someone cuz you like them and you like the additional content that you might get by unlocking them or by paying them but the original product is out there for free got it not like we have anything to hide but it's just crazy yeah. it's just because it would be so easy 
think this through. Look at banana republics out the world. When you want to shut down dissent, it's so easy because you've got their registration right there. A registration of journalists. Yeah, it's a scary place. I mean, you also have how many steps of fascism are we just going through yeah. right now? <laughs> We're speed running. Everyone was looking at me weird when I started calling Ron DeSantis a fascist back in 2019. Yep. And everyone still looks at me weird. And I'm like, no, he's a fascist. Yeah, he's a fascist. That's the whole point. Study fascism. The word authoritarian is because that they understand. My brother lives in Georgia. My brother's a very fair minded Republican and he hated Donald Trump. He's give me somebody normal. He said, what about this Ron DeSantis? I hear I'm like, oh, no, No. he is way worse. And he said, why? And so every day I can send him something else that that DeSantis is doing that is expanding government overreach. So before we get to what that's not happening through all this, let me tell you something's happening locally that ties right in with this. So locally, last week, there was a Ron DeSantis's pack had a fundraiser for him at the zoo. And I never for a minute did I think the zoo was sponsoring this event. I love our zoo. I love our zoo. I thought it was for Randy. Democrat, I know, love ours. It was his pack. So it was a fundraiser for his campaign, but it was a pack. And no big deal. Except that people that are involved at the zoo were like, this guy's an asshole. We can't be. And their board, a board member actually went to the board and showed some of his hate speech that he's had on public social media. So we can't be associated with this guy. It's literally hate speech, like celebrating a, ba- a body of a burned out baby. Like that's, that's hate speech. And I sent them all the screenshots of those things. And so what they decided, they said they couldn't cancel it, but they were going to, they're going to go through the next year and a half through the presidential election. And at that point, they would no longer rent their lodge space to political fundraisers. I've been to their lodge space. My husband's company Christmas party was here this year. It was amazing. So great. Food was great. And and when I got the call telling me that, I'm like, okay, we weren't, the Brevard Dems did not create that protest. We did not participate as an organization. There was a protest about, it was supposed to be against Randy, but it looked like it was against the zoo. And I was like, I'm out because I love our zoo. Anyway, and these people were stuck. However, they did say that they were going to stop, no no longer rent to, and I don't think they've ever done, rented to political, never occurred to me to rent the space for a fundraiser, although it has now, because to last week, our own county commissioner, John Tobiah, presented that because the zoo gets county commission grant money or county grant money, they can either con- continue to rent their space for political fundraisers or they can give up their grant money. Isn't grant money supposed to be nonpartisan? It's so much worse than that because yes, there's that. There's also, it's completely retaliatory. It's also complete authoritarianism. Like you want our money? <laughs> nice little zoo you got there. And that there are many nonprofits in our community that host political fundraisers. I think the Muscle Car Museum will love it when I call them and say, okay, so when you, when is the Provide Dems going to rent your space? Because they're a fascist organization. Mm-hmm. But their space is free. So they, I'm going to be doing a fundraiser, looking for the next Provide Dems fundraiser. Hey, I'd go. Yeah, it's going to be fun. My kids love muscle cars. I won't do free. I'll do it as a fundraiser. I'll charge like maybe $5. I don't know. Oh, so, that'd be great. Wouldn't like, it be great? Can you imagine the people that will come out? It'd oh, be awesome. Yeah, that, it'd be like touch a truck, but with muscle cars. And with Democrats as a fundraiser for the Democratic Party. Oh, yeah. So, my point is that this overreach is extending into every level of our government. It's happening in our schools. It's happening in our county commissions. And we should be paying careful attention because this is happening everywhere. It's spreading everywhere. And it's the environment that makes this okay. The same friend that can say to me, it's overreach to prevent overreach. This is what have we done that has made this kind of thing okay? 
Okay, remind me again. Republicans. Aren't they supposed to want a small government corporate or independent economy from the government? Yeah. Nonpartisan. And that's that's what I grew up with. I grew up with the fact that the Democrats were the crazy people that wanted big government and Republicans wanted small local government and wanted government staying out of business. And that's it's completely reversed. And it it is leading to a completely fascist society. Oh, and by the way, going back to the carry thing. Ron DeSantis just slammed Disney World and not let Disney World open or operate in a, under a free society. I have a feeling that any of those no gun permits that I've seen on or no guns here in Buffalo Wild Wings and several other establishments. Don't think that Ronnie's not going to take that away. Oh, another thing, by the way, time we're running taking some away. You can no longer set up a table in the state capitol. Yep. Your property without registering it with a state agency, having a state agency sponsor you, a state agency has to sponsor your table and they, your table mission has to align with their purpose. So there, for four years, there's been a woman with an organization about the two strikes law. And there is not an agency in our federal that aligns with. There are many people that would happily support her and sponsor her but they're not allowed to because your effort has to align with the agency that is sponsoring you's purpose. That is the First Amendment gone. First Amendment nightmare. I am hearing I'm hearing all kinds of First Amendment violations here. And it's happening. And it's happening. So this was my comment. But the reality is I love the zoo, like I keep saying. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves the zoo. The zoo doesn't want to be politicized. The zoo no. should not be politicized. The, I don't want to politicize the zoo. The zoo but if it's going to be politicized... I'm going to be having fundraisers for the Democrats there as well. And the zoo changing, choosing not to be viewed as political should be celebrated by all of us. Our zoo should be for all of us. It's the one place I know I can go and stand next to somebody wearing a fuck Joe Biden shirt. Oh, that probably can't be said there. Of wearing uh, a, let's go Brandon let's shirt. Let's go Brandon shirt. Yeah. Or, and we will be civil to one another because we're there for something else. And I, it's... We should be celebrating that the zoo wants to be non-political, not punishing them for that. Requiring them to do fundraisers for Randy Fine, that's just appalling. Because he says, as he says, he got them a million dollars. First of all, he didn't get anybody anything. There are five state legislators, legislators in our county yeah. and two state senators in our county. But secondly, if he did, that's his flipping job. I had a conversation with a city councilman from another city who's been an ally for many years, and he's on Randy Fine's host committee. I'm like, what are you doing? He said he's done a lot for my city. I'm like, That's his job. If you think he's doing his job, vote for him. But publicly endorsing a man that calls your school board member a whore? I don't know. I think that's out of line. Publicly endorsing somebody who put a photo of a bombed baby's body and wrote, thanks for the pic, hashtag blow them up. I don't know. I think that's a little gross. Mm -hmm. If you think he's doing his job, vote for him. But don't celebrate the man for just... And he doesn't even do his job well. We didn't. That's only a fraction of the ones that are trying to take away First Amendment. Yep. There's also crazy ones on the table that want to abolish the Democratic Party in Florida. There are numerous ones that are targeting every single other person. With the Democratic white Party, men. he thinks he's so clever. I'm just going to do this really quickly because mm-hmm. he talked about how let's have those. Let's, they say they want to have this conversation. Let's do it. Here's the reality. The grand old party is neither grand nor old. Yeah. They came around right around the civil war 
And yes, they were founded on the idea of abolishing slavery. And the Democrats were for slavery. The Democratic Party has been around since slavery was a normal thing. And they did defend the defend slavery. And that's appalling. And it's gross. And I wouldn't have been a Democrat then. Nope. 19, that was the last time they did anything for black people in the Republican Party. <laughs> so let's just... Yeah. In 1963 or ish, when Lyndon Johnson, or actually 64... Lyndon Johnson started the cramming through the civil rights and he knew we, he just lost the South for decades to come for Democrats because he thought that, and he was a racist. Let's just be real. Yeah, he was, but he still knew what was right. Yeah. Yeah. So I would not have been a Democrat had I been 18 prior to that. Well, that's what happened. And that's the last time these people did anything. So I'm willing to have that uncomfortable conversation. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to have the conversation about the fact that the democratic party was created in a time that it did. But right. then they don't remember the shift. But I am, first of all, it's always worth reminding people that if you could reason with Republicans, there wouldn't be any second. That's true. That having that that history conversation, it would be illuminating. It would feel good. It would feel, oh yeah, we could slam dunk on them that the 13th Amendment was lobbied for both sides and both the Republicans and the Democrats love the 13th Amendment. And it legalized slavery in prisons. Yeah. So both sides are actually right. had as their platform pro-slavery. But the words we're spending on that dead issue yeah. aren't being used to solve problems like insurance, environment, education, housing crisis, inequality, right. people going hungry. Our, our environment tanking. And so they're trying to distract us from the fact that they haven't passed a helpful, meaningful law in recent memory. Yeah, I love when Hassan Minaj said, yeah, I don't think J.K. Rowling cared about trans people when she was getting welfare. Nope. But so it's like they want us to have this conversation to distract from the fact that they are. That's, that's why they're attacking these easy yeah. to attack communities, knowing we'll jump to that and then they won't notice all these other things that are happening. Yeah. Like yeah. We still can't afford rent, still no. can't afford homeowners insurance if you can find it. Our inflation is still higher than the rest of the countries and our jobs are not there. So you're not going to notice that because, hey, you know what? We've kept you safe from the glitter on a drag queen. Yeah. That, I don't like glitter as much as the next normal person. <laughs> but really? I'm Raptor trying to find my comment on the slavery thing. Anyway. So it is, it's misdirection though. All of these things are misdirection is, and we shouldn't be talking about that. Except this is not a misdirection for the base that is known to, who basically elected Donald Trump I mean, as the, hey, hey, this is going towards that ultra MAGA base that votes. It, it's meat for the base. Yes. yes, they never do. They never make a political move that only has one benefit. They're always feeding the base. They're always trying to get right. headlines. They're always trying to position themselves. And they're always trying to misdirect from the cruelty that they put into place. It's like every feel-good story about, oh, yeah, a local high school team built, a local high school robotics team built a wheelchair when the insurance company denied it to a child who needed a wheelchair. And it's those stories are like, why orphan saved from the orphan crushing machine without right. asking, why, why do we have the orphan in the orphan crushing? Yeah, why is the insurance company in a position to deny a child their mobility aid? Right. It's not heartwarming. It's right. yeah. Let's deal with the actual cause. Yeah. Yeah. Disgusting. And good news, the Democratic Party is not in disarray. We elected a new state chair, and she came out fist swinging. 
she she knew she was going to go right after because we don't have anybody to take on the governor. We don't have any elected officials on the state level, but we do now. And she immediately came out attacking him, mocking him actually for his overreaches. And uh, she put a video out inviting Republicans to come join us in our fight against authoritarianism and NPA voters as well. It was great. And she's immediately hard at work. And there's a lot of work to be done working on staffing. If you are looking for a job in organizing or in, in field work, especially, let me know and I'll send you to the state party. So that's one thing that's good in the news. We still have lots of issues in our state party to fix. We'll be, our next convention will be in July and it's in Miami Beach at the Fountain Blue. Don't even get me started. Hmm. But I'll be there. And more good news is that's it. Anna Escamani will be at our March meeting. So mark your calendar for the fourth Wednesday in March to attend our next show. I think she's going to zoom in to talk about the legislative session and update us on everything that's Yo. happening there. That <laughs> was cute. So fourth Wednesday in March, got a couple of weeks before that. Anyway, that's our good news. So we've got a lot of things to do. Right now, Democrats are out knocking doors of Democrats who voted to encourage them to get their mail ballots back in their hands. And then we'll be moving to Democrats who didn't vote in 2022 to find out why. I'm start starting touring our black churches to talk about the importance in voting and how their vote really, truly matters. And how can we earn their vote or at least what can we do to help them feel like their voice matters? And that's about all that's going on. All right. So I know I also I also got to nag all of you. Our email address still works. We haven't gotten any email, though. <laughs> Email us. Email I know us. there are more people listening. Yeah. Email us at pushadpod at gmail.com or tell a friend to listen to us. Or- yes. Or do both. Mm-hmm. All three. I think you only said two, but do all three. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks, Shelby. And thanks, listeners. Bye. 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 If you got something out of this and know of anybody who cares about what we're saying here, please share. Word of mouth is everything in the grassroots game. If we're awesome, tell a friend. If we're not, tell us how to get better. This has been another episode of the Push Ahead podcast. Please reach out to us via Twitter at push underscore ahead or subscribe to our podcast in your podcatcher of choice. You can find relevant links to the stories that we're talking about in our liner notes on our website at pushaheadpod.com. The music is Super String Theory by Lobo Loco. 